Chuck and Claude, correct? Yes, yes. indeed. Awesome. Okay, so you guys just released um, your newest theme for Black Bottom Saints uh, single. What was the inspiration behind, uh, you know, releasing the single and the meaning of the, the title? Um, well, we, um, this is Chuck, by the way. We have okay. a, the inspiration behind it was we have a tiny book club and mm-hmm. um, we all, we're, we're always trying to find interesting ways to, to um, showcase our gifts in every, every facet of our lives. And so we met this amazing author named Alice Randall and, mm-hmm. um, and she was telling us, she, she, she gave us a preview of her book, and we were so moved by the book that we were like, we would love to take our, our, a shot at writing a theme song for the book. We wanted wow. to, the book is about, it's, it's about a specific time period, and so we, me and Claude were super excited about what that sounds like and what that feels like and what they're drinking and all of that stuff. And so it just, it, it felt like it needed a modern soundtrack to that, that book, and so, even though it's unconventional, we wanted to take our take a shot at it, and we did it. It came out great. Mm-hmm. Hello. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I think that I got um, disconnected for a second. So, if you could try to refinish what you were saying about um, the, and why you guys decided to name it. Oh, okay. Mm. So sorry about that. So, so the re- so you know. We are big fans of of music that tells a story and that paints a Mm -hmm. picture. And the book itself is called Black Bottom Saints. It's about uh, Detroit at a time where factory workers, black factory workers, were um, coming off of their shifts, which was happening almost 24-7, turning over, and going to nightclubs and to music venues and meeting up and creating what we now know as American soul music. Mm-hmm. And Chuck and I live in Nashville now, and we're working hard to create what I think is new American soul music. So we related mm-hmm. to it right away. We wanted to honor the title Black Bottom, Black Bottom, because that's an actual area in Detroit. Mm-hmm. So rather than come up with some new title or be clever, we wanted to honor the title and the era and that that place, and just call it the theme from the Black Bottom Saints, which is the name of the book. Wow, that's so awesome. Um, you mentioned that you guys were so moved by uh, the the book. Alice Randall, uh, Black Bottom Saints. Um, why were you guys so intrigued by um, by the book? Well, the book is about artists mm-hmm. and musicians. Mm-hmm. And Chuck and I often talk about. I would also even say we complain about the fact that our stories don't get told don't get told often enough. And yeah. oftentimes, when they do, in a major way. Um, we see a lot of the tragedies, not not all the victories. Mm-hmm. And this book is just back-to-back-to-back chapters of interesting black entrepreneurs, artists, mm-hmm. actors, dancers, philanthropists, political leaders that lived amazing lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and that just, we're two black men um, with our own company doing mm-hmm. great music and launching great music and great projects and great things. And so we related to that right away. So it was a no-brainer. It, I mean, just we saw names like Eartha Kitt and Della Reese, and yeah. uh, and we were like, uh, we have to do this because more people should know about this book and about those people. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's dope. So 
you guys are paying homage to the 1920s music era with the single. Um, who were a few of you guys' favorite um, artists from around that time? Like, I have so many, but if you could probably name a few, if you have Well, just to be specific, actually, kind of the era we're talking about here is a little later in the 20s because the book kind of encapsulates what's happening right like pre-Motown. So it's almost mm-hmm. the 50s and the mm-hmm. early 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Alice Randall herself is um, a shadow character in the book. She was uh, a young girl who grew up in Detroit at that time. So even though it's fiction, it's kind of about her experiences. Yeah. And so with that being said, um, obviously all the early Motown people, obviously Barry Gordy and the list goes on. You know, the, the whole Motown roster is majorly influential to us. But like we mentioned before, I, was, I, was, I always say artists like uh, Della Reese and stuff like that because there's a whole, Eartha Kid, because there's a whole genre of black artists that came out even a little bit before Motown. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, um, real, uh, she's not in this book, but people like Dionne Warwick as well, mm-hmm. who mm-hmm. broke ground before Motown kind of became the major black crossover thing. And yeah. uh, because we're, we, we are in this, in this business, too, that, that always attracts us as well. And, and oh. sidebar. We like to have a good time, and every chapter has um, a drink. Has a recipe for a drink. Yeah. So, getting to learn all these new recipes of cool cocktails is a is a plus. Nice. So, out of all of those artists, um, if you guys could have had the opportunity to work with any artist, or like if any are still living, um, who would that artist uh, be? Ooh, from from Black Bottom or just in general? Just in general, or from the or yeah, just just in general. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would have loved, as, as, just as a as a fellow piano player and a horn arranger, I would have loved to work with Ray Charles. Oh yeah, if I could have, yeah. I would have loved to orchestrated one of his big big hits. Yeah, and as a songwriter and a singer, I would love to. I mean, I would still love to. So I hope that he reads this and, and sees this. But Smokey Robinson. Yeah, man. Smokey Robinson is probably the the best songwriter, one of the best songwriters of all time. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of the most valuable assets to the music business that, that that the world has ever seen. So I would love to just learn from him, write with him, sing with him, ask a million questions, all of that. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty awesome. All right, so um, the black bottom phrase, uh, is, it means a little more to uh, you guys. Could you explain to me, like, what exactly the meaning of the black bottom and you guys' definition? Oh, sure. Um, black bottom is an area, mm-hmm. not an actual area. Like, like or, uh, I don't know if it's, it's not the official name. I was not on science, but that, that's the area in Detroit where the factory workers in Detroit worked. Oh. Um, and those those factory workers became the parents of the kids who we now know as the most influential black artists of that time. So mm-hmm. the area was called Black Bottom because it was a factory town. Mm-hmm. And the reason the book is called Black Bottom Saints is because this book honors them, gives them, gives them sainthood for their sacrifice, for their hard work, for their innovation. So it's a part of Detroit that I think people know in general but don't know in detail of the history of how these sounds and ideas came about. And it is, it's not just there were cool studios there. In fact, they started with hardworking uh, 
poor to middle class people who worked in factories and got off their shifts mm. and went to go let off some steam in, in nightclubs and places like that. Yeah. Wow. And that developed the fashion we know, the songs we know, all that stuff. <clears throat> and it also, it, it really speaks to the history of where we come from, you know, coming from um, poor to middle class America, and, and in my case, even middle America, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and just watching what that the factory life meant for me and my cousins um, my and my parents, like what that meant for our survival. That's yeah. how I, I was able to go, go to college and just things like that. It really spoke to an era. And so I felt like as I was reading the book, I was getting into a glimpse, a real glimpse into yeah. the the lives of, of the generation before me, like how my aunties and my, my, uh, my, uh, uncles, uncles yeah. and, and parents, how they navigated life, yeah. um, in that era. So it was really interesting. Got it. Um, I want to ask you guys, because you guys are in the, the rock, jazz, on like you guys do everything. Um, is there one particular genre that you guys like the most out of all those genres? Uh, yeah, it's the genre we're creating. <laughs> <laughs> no, and, 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 and to be honest, like we're, we're really serious about it because I think um, the purpose um, of our music, Claude and Chuck, is to uh, is to break out of boxes to 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 showcase that black people we can do all different kinds of music. We don't have to be stuck in this lane, and we don't have to be so influenced by hip hop that we don't understand horn arrangements and and chord structures and and singing with your full voice. You know what I'm saying? Like all of these things, like we have to reintroduce it and, and reintroduce it in a way that's not just, oh, that's some throwback music, but that's what music is next. You know what I'm saying? Like, music has to get to a place where it's essential again, and how it does that is that it reestablishes a bar. Like, everybody can't, shouldn't be able to do music. Like, that's what you need musicians for. That's what you need true artists for. And so, Louis York is, is that that's our mission. It's like to break down these, these these stereotypes that we can only go one way, you know, and only do one thing. And so that's why in our minds, we are not R&B and we're not jazz and we're not classical, we're not country, and we're not rock. We're a combination of all of those ideas. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we're really serious about this genre we call new American soul music. We want to, yeah. we want, because we want to open the doors for, Black people to really be free to express themselves, and however they hear that, that should be accepted by the masses, not yeah. just by a small amount of people. Got it. So, could each one of you name a song that has to be in your February Black History Month uh, play? Well, it is Black History Month, but it has to be in your February playlist for this month. Uh, one song mm. that has to be in the playlist, just one. Well, I'll go first. We actually played this last week. Uh, Isley Brothers, Caravan of Love. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's a great one. Oh, man, that's a great one. Right? <laughs> that's, that's the one. <laughs> and, for, and for me, mine would be, uh, I listened to it this morning, uh, Tracy Chapman, Revolution. Yes. Because we really need a revolution, like, 
and I'm not just talking about the one that we see on TV that where it goes from Republican to Democrat and Democrat to Republican, but we need a revolution in our minds and our and our spirits and our our thought process. Like we just need a real cleansing because a lot of people are going through a lot of things mentally and yeah. spiritually and and with that with COVID physically too. So revolution, man. I think we need to all take that in. Mm-hmm. That's correct. So I want to ask you guys this as well, um, because I write for Hip Hop Magazine, it's Respect Magazine. I have to ask, is there one hip hop artist that you guys would love to work with um, if you got the opportunity um, right now? Kendrick. Kendrick. Mm. Oh, yeah. That's pretty much everybody. I mean, <laughs> I don't know how yeah. Okay. Uh, and, 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 the, and the super ratchet side of me <laughs> would love to work with the. Not, that, not because he's popular. I, his Did you say the baby or the baby? The baby. Yeah, the baby. Oh, okay, okay. Because his, his, his tone quality is just so it's it's so unique, and his flow mm-hmm. is so unique. And I just feel like if he had something a little more musical, he could he could pull that off. It'd yeah. be crazy. That's true. Yeah, he could. Yeah. So, um, I read Respect magazine. I want to ask guys. Um, if, if you would just give a definition or if you guys want to do do it, uh, each of you could give, like, your definition. But uh, what does the word respect mean to you guys? Like, when you hear that word or see that word, what are the first things that come to your mind? Mm. Respect. Mm. I'm thinking, go. <laughs> well, respect to me means respect is the ultimate compliment. Because it mm-hmm. goes beyond like, and it's not love because love is is intimate. Respect is that from afar off or up close, there's a, a high level of intrigue surrounding you. There's a high level of uh, praise that is due to you just because you, who you are is respect. Yeah. Yeah. I would say I, I 100% agree, and I would say. Respect is the highest le- the highest level of self acceptance. Yeah. And I say that because I realize that, like, I mean, we talk about self love, and that's almost become like a catchphrase we use now. But really, what it comes down to is learning to respect yourself so much that you that you avoid certain things, or choose the right paths, or choose the right people. And so, mm-hmm. to me, it's a destination. It's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a self destination. The ultimate, like to me, the highest point is when I respect myself so much that I, that I make only the most godly decisions. Wow, those are dope answers. Thank you, guys. And um, I have to ask you guys also one last question. Uh, what is your biggest goal of 2021? Uh, 2021, we're fresh. We're we're here in February. Uh, what are some things that you guys want to um, you know, accomplish this year? That's a good, that's a good final question. I like that. Because we have mm-hmm. a lot on our, on our mind and on our plate. Mm-hmm. So this song, being from Black Bottom Saints, is, um, we have to drop this now because obviously it's an important time, Black History Month, and the book is out mm-hmm. now. But Lewis York has a whole new body of work coming in the next couple weeks, months, called Healing yeah. Feeling. And it's about self-discovery, self-respect, 
and uh, mm-hmm. and the thoughts that we ha- that we had to sit with in the last couple of months of being quarantined. Um, we mm-hmm. went we went really introspective and thought a lot about what life was, who we were, how we fit into it, um, what it means to be a black man and an American, all those things, and it just it just kind of manifested in our best music ever. Mm-hmm. And then apart from that, Chuck and I are really excited. We're presenting these three brilliant black women, a vocal trio called the Shindellas, who are signed uh-huh. to our company. And the world needs a harmonizing, beautiful, intelligent, outspoken group mm-hmm. that's bringing not just the truth in the message, but the best sounding music I've heard in a very, very damn long time. <laughs> you know, we have a girl band coming that you will be hearing about. And I, I, sidebar, I think we should talk about them pretty soon. They have a song coming out on next Friday. Yeah, called Money. Called Money. Oh. That, yeah. that I'd love for you to check out, too, because that's the beginning of this journey in 2021 with them. And it's only going to get bigger from there. And it's starting pretty big. So, and then besides that, we are literally a creative company that's based in Franklin, Tennessee, that's doing all kinds of things. We're doing commercials right now and uh, working on ideas for um, a potential musical and open and available for things like soundtracking. So we're just, Mm -hmm. we're just literally trying to push the, like Chuck said earlier, push the genre and, and the culture forward by breaking out of those boxes and doing things that we know we can do that might not have been available to people before us. Awesome. That sounds dope. Thank you guys so much for doing this interview with me on Trucking Pod. And um, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Ayana. Yep. Thank you. I'll talk to you.